Welcome to Perfectly Seasoned, the City of Opelousas podcast. I am your mayor, Julius Alcindor. It is my hope to keep you informed about the progress in our city, the challenges we face, and the good news in our growing city. The future is bright, and we're working to make it brighter every day. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Perfectly Seasoned, the City of Opelousas podcast. Today, we got lots of cool folks in the room with us. Joining us today, we have Melanie LaBeouf from Tourism. Hi, Mel. Hi. Thanks for having me. I love being here today with y'all. Yeah, I'm excited. We're going to get to talk about all kinds of cool tourism things. And with returning with us, like last week, is Tracy Ante. What's up, Tracy? Hey, how are y'all? Marvelous, of course. Well, so Mel, we're going to talk about all kinds of cool tourism things that we've got going up. Uh, but before we get to that, it's always fun to kind of tell the story. Did you grow up in Opelousas? Did you come here later in life? Can, can we hear a little bit about that from you? I grew up not far from here in a small town without a stoplight or a traffic light, and it was called Grand Prairie. It's about eight miles uh, from Washington, D.C., the district of Catabula, <laughs> actually, D.C. And then I took a big leap coming to Opelousas, and I've been here ever since. Moved here uh, Opelousas probably when I was about 18. That's awesome. That's mm -hmm. awesome. And you've been working for the city in tourism for how long? Uh, it'll be 14 years, actually. Wow, that's great, man. And yeah. I was, we do a lot of stuff over at Lavo Village, little video projects and things like that. It's always cool over there, man. It's like a hidden gem. In fact, the band, we recorded a band over there recently, and they just kept raving, like, we didn't even know this was here. Like, they were so excited. They wanted to plan field trips and all kinds of things. It was, it was a lot of fun. So they were excited. They were excited. That's good to hear. Um, we we certainly take pride in, it is a labor of love, Lavo Village, the historic village. So, uh, that's nice to hear. Yeah, awesome. Well, so we wanted to talk a little bit about things that were coming up and what the direction of tourism would be for the city of Opelousas in the future. And obviously, you know, we had talked a little bit before the show started about some other things that we've got going on. So Mardi Gras, obviously, is the front of everybody's brain. Right. we got some other cool stuff coming up later on. We, you chatted with me a little bit about the something called the Student Art Expo. We're really excited about downtown is hosting the, the Student Arts Expo. The event is actually being organized by Acadiana Center for the Arts. This is the inaugural event, and they're hoping to make it an annual event. And we're going to really feature all of the great artwork by our students in St. Landry Parish Schools. I'm told that there are going to be 20 live performances outside of the Delta on the Delta Grand parking lot. There will also be students from different... live performances? Ten bands. Holy smokes, man. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, well, we should say that this happens on Saturday, March the 4th. Okay. So everybody mark your calendar Saturday, March 4th from 10 until 3 p.m. in the Delta and around the Courthouse Square. There will also be students and schools selling their jewelry, their arts, uh, their, their prints, um, original prints. I know you like art. I do. I got a lot of it hanging up in the I, office. I see that, right. <laughs> um, this also includes the culinary arts. You know, really? The food. food so will like be, cooking demonstrations and stuff like that's going to be going on? Food will be available from uh, students who are in culinary arts. Uh, wow. And, and then uh, people or students that do the woodwork, and they have some really nice woodwork coming from our schools. Like carvings and whittling? Or like are they building furniture? They're building furniture. They're what? Yeah, I bought a really the really cool outside signs that say welcome that you put by your front door. I bought that from a student um, when they were set up at the school board office. You would be shocked at the things that they make in those woodworking classes. Yeah, that's really cool. Oh, that's a trade. That's a skill right there to find like to find furniture that is made by a human that's actually made of wood. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that's and a marketable skill. 
That's awesome. Very. Uh, so, you know, and Tracy mentioned she she found the welcome sign. I thought, well, that'd be also a great reason, you know, Mother's Day is around the corner uh, to come and, and, and support the students and also take away something that uh, you can give as a gift later. Absolutely. They're also, for the event, they're also kick it off uh, at 10 o'clock with a parade, a walking parade down Bellevue Street where the kids will participate. Yeah. And they'll have art along Bellevue streets and along in the windows of the nearby storefronts and businesses. Man, so the, how do I sign my business up for this? Like, do they even want to be on Landry Street? Maybe I'm not cool enough. Maybe Landry Street's too far away. Is there a way I, for other businesses to participate in the event? Like yeah, to volunteer their space? Just, just talk to me after the show. Or if anyone wants to participate, they can call my office, and that's 948-5227, area code 337, or they can call me on my cell, 351-1707. And get hooked up. And get hooked up That's that. awesome, yes. man. Oh, wow, what a huge thing. And, and that's the March the 4th, right? And I want to also add another component to that. Inside the Delta will be the state competition for Poetry Out Loud. And that is a, a national organization initiative. Uh, and so the winner of this competition that will be held inside the Delta will go on to Washington, D.C. to compete nationally. Not the District of Metabla. Different, <laughs> different Washington, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah, District of Columbia. That time it's that time it's yeah. that one. I got it. That's awesome, man. Oh wow. So what what incentivized them? I mean, to have a competition like this in Opelousas is a big deal. What what brought them here? What incentivized them to come in? Uh, well, there was actually a walkthrough uh, a couple of months ago, and uh, I do believe that Superintendent Jenkins did have uh, a role to play in in one of these events mm. um, in the Student Art Expo. This was also something that Acadiana Center for the Arts was looking at doing. But as far as the Poetry Out Loud mm -hmm. competition, this was normally held in another, um, in another city, larger city. And they wanted to have it uh, held somewhere where it was local within the state, or centralized, rather. Oh, yeah. Okay. And they okay. also were looking at... Because people are coming in from all over the state. Right. I got it. For people to come it. in from, from the north and the west and east. And, and that is Opelousas. I mean, on 49, on 190, we're smack in the middle of just about everything. That's, that's true. That's prime real estate for that. And they also wanted to, uh, to have it within a cultural district. And so since Opelousas is, is one of the many cultural districts in the state... It all, Lucky us. Yay. All the stars align. So really, this, all these things are lining up on the same day, but it's not necessarily the same exact event because we've got the right. poetry thing going on. We've got the student art expo thing going on. There's all kinds of other pieces connected, and it all just comes together. That's awesome. Right. You put all this together? No, I'm just assisting. I can't <laughs> take the credit on that. Well, it's awesome. I just do what they tell me to do. <laughs> I, I should add, on the same day, we'll be celebrating beef, uh, the annual Here's the Beef. Uh, competition uh, will be held at the Amberley Building. On and March 4th? Right, and that's put on by the Cattlemen's Association. You don't even have to leave town. Like, you got nope. everything right there. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Man, way to go. That's awesome. So I also wanted to talk about some of um, some of our local tourist attractions and initiatives here. Yeah. Of course, my office is located in the historic village, Le Vieux Village, which is French for the old village, and it's made up of a collection of historic homes and buildings that date back as far back as the 18th century. One of our oldest homes and my favorite and the jewel of the village is called the Venus House. It's circa date is oh, 1790. Yes. Uh, it's one of the oldest Creole homes west of the Mississippi. Wow. And you look at it and you will see, you will find no nails, just wooden pegs, uh, bousillage uh, walls. Uh, is that, it, were is made. that like a type of plaster? 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I know Mel's looking at me. So my my dad was the last original Boussiage creator that worked with it um, in the state for a long time. So it's um, very traditional to Louisiana, and it's a really cool history. But it's basically a mixture of clay, dirt, animal hair, like deer hair. What? Um, yeah. And you would um, dig a big, huge hole in the yard, and they would bring, like, the Natchitoches, the, the red dirt and the clay and the animal hair, because that would bind it. Yeah. And they would mix it in this big hole, but that's what they would do basically, like, for insulation. So when you wow. go into, like, the structure that's at Vauvelage, you can tell when you walk in the temperature change. So if it's hot outside, it's cooler in there. If it's cold outside, then it's warmer in there. But it, it just retains well. Yeah, and it yeah. just kind of sealed everything in. And during that time, people would take raw lime, which we would all die if we tried <laughs> to do this now. But that's what they would do to kind of seal it because they didn't have floors. So they would pour the lime on the floors to harden it, and they would seal it on the inside, and they would stay dry and warm, and they could still have their very rustic fireplaces at the time, but it's something that's very unique to Opelousas and a lot of researchers and anthropologists and um, people that do a lot of cultural preservation. It's a, it is a jewel that people here may not realize that we have that brings a lot of those um, academics here to come and see that building. How, how old is that structure, the Venus House? Uh, well, a circuit date on it is 1790, and that date comes from <sighs> the former occupant, which the house is named after, Marie-Francois Venus, her last will and testament. Wow. It was originally located um, northwest here, uh, uh, near a town um, where I grew up, in Grand Prairie, as I mentioned earlier. And then it was moved to the village uh, in the 70s. It was the first structure that was moved to that parcel of land. Wow. Man, so 230, 240 years old, just hanging out in the middle of Appaloosa. Right. That's amazing. And we've got you know a lot of interesting other components uh, at Louis Village. We have the J.S. Clark Memorial which uh, also pays tribute to the, the class, J.S. Clark, uh, the students there and the educators there. Mm. Um, also, we'll we, talk about that a little bit. Well, one of my Clark favorite class. parts, yeah. favorite uh, stories of J.S. Clark is uh, Rodney Milburn to come out of J.S. Clark. And of course, he became a gold Olympic medalist from here, 1972 Olympics mm. in the hurdles in Munich, Germany. That's awesome. So, and in, in J.S. Clark was a is an older school. The original school no longer exists, right? Isn't that right? Right. J.S. Clark became or turned into East Junior High. Okay. Okay, here in town. But a lot of cool stories kind of center around that, and there's a whole area of Laveau Village dedicated to that. Right. It's very cool. Uh, and there's also uh, within Laveau Village, uh, there's also the Louisiana Orphan Trade Museum, which is yeah. the second museum in the nation of its kind. First one in Louisiana, or the only one in Louisiana. The first Orphan Trade Museum is in Concordia, Kansas. And of course, it pays homage to all of the children that came from New York, the New York Foundling Hospital, right. down here to the Midwest and the South. Which is an amazing story. In like, itself, you know. We got to work with the Orphan Trade Museum on a different project relatively recently. And I didn't, again, you know, it's one of those things where it's in your backyard. You didn't have a clue that it was there. And then you start to hear the story about all these people who traveled down, you know, because city of New York, the Northeast, incredible overpopulation, children are dying, they're living in the streets, it's going crazy, and so they start to relocate these kids, 
into homes that would take them in the South and in the West. And the lives that these kids lived after they arrived here are profound. They, they, they came here and made such an amazing impact right. as a result of them being moved across the country. Otherwise, they would have just been orphans living on the street and maybe not even making it. But like Martin Roy is a classic he example. He became mayor. Yeah. We've got a, like Joe IE, Joe IE Stadium up in Ruston, Louisiana, and one of the best football coaches that that school's ever had. There's so many cool things that we can see that happened as a result of that. And I didn't even know it was here. I know. <laughs> you know like, We've got a lot of great history in our museums um, nearby. We have uh, Opelousas Museum of Art on Opelousas Museum and Interpretive Center, which is located on Main Street. And Patrice uh, Melnick, the director there, does a great job. She's got a great exhibit coming up March 30th, uh, a Free People of Color exhibit oh. that will launch on March 30th. And of course, uh, one of my favorite museums is run by Miss Rebecca Henry. And she's a very popular folk, folk artist. Uh, I'm looking at Tracy again because uh, <laughs> we both love Miss Rebecca, and she's got the Creole Heritage Museum. That is one of the most interesting tours. It's so authentic. I mean, she'll do it with her shoes off and just <laughs> tell That's you all awesome. of these things uh, that you grew up with and tell you about how they work and what, what they treat and just all about the Creole life. Where is that? Where is that museum? It is, uh, it's actually on 190. Um, if you are coming into Opelousas from Eunice Lautel direction, um, it'll be on your right-hand side. It's a it's a green house. Oh, it's so right on 190. It's right on 190. I've seen it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, she does a great uh, summer program, too, where she's able to bring in some native um, French Creole speakers, and they do art projects, and they talk about music. So a lot of the... Um, a lot of, of the different food ways and language that's more predominantly Creole-related, she uh, gives that opportunity for kids here to experience. And she does a really good job. The people that participate in that are super committed because it's very unique. There's really not another camp that's specific like that. Um, and she's able to find and locate young um, French Creole speakers so that those kids can really feel a, a different type of connection with them. So she does a really great job. She's um, She's been a great supporter um, for, for us and for the work that we did um, with preserving the Creole culture for probably over 30 years. Like wow. this is her life's work and you can wow. tell. Wow. She does a great job. She's very awesome. passionate about that. Uh, also, um, Tracy mentioned uh, kids camp and and last year, the village was uh, was excited to, to collaborate with Louisiana Folk Roots and host a kids camp, uh, Cajun and Creole music kids camp. Mm. And the, we're going to plan on doing that this year, and that'll happen in June. So if anybody wants information on that. That's awesome. Um, it, the, it was fiddle and, and guitar and um, accordion that were featured in the kids camp. And there's so much here. So much here and so much going on. It's great opportunities and it's to continue to get better. So so speaking of getting better, what Mel, where what are we thinking is the future for tourism inside of the city of Opelousas? Like give us give us a vision, a trajectory. Like where do you think we're going in the next 10, 20 years? Well, Opelousas is a great place. We talked about location earlier. Mm. And so Opelousas mm -hmm. is a great place for getting our uh, or getting those, attracting those conventions and conferences. Mm -hmm. Uh, meetings. It's also a great destination for weddings. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, 
you wouldn't believe how many how many marriages are are done in Opelousas uh, with Holy Ghost and, and Saint Landry Catholic Church. Mm. Also, just um, we we've helped um, people that are traveling from different states mm. and they want to have a wedding that is central. So we talked about that. So our goal is to attract some of that audience target those audiences. Yeah. And we're also doing that by creating new initiatives. It's always, always about the experience. Mm. And going back to the village, we uh, we were able to get a grant this year, this past year in 22. We changed our, our interpretive signage and we also added QR codes to that signage, uh. which allows the visitors to have more information because it connects to our website well they have more information. We also received a grant from working with the Chapalaya Heritage uh, grant area where we identified plants, native plants in our village. I and, saw that. Yeah, and, I saw that. And so all the native plants or most of them receive signage. And so we're working on building a customary tour, a customized tour where we can also describe our native plants yeah. uh, and tell like the stories that are behind them because it's always about the storytelling, you know, how they use these plants for medicinal reasons, like the Yupon holly tree was used, you know, by Native Americans, uh, you know, uh, as a form of caffeine, also uh, mm. medicinal. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Very, very cool. Man, so all kinds of cool things going on in the in the area. We got lots of things coming in the future. And that centrality of Opelousas, man, I, my mind keeps going back there. There's so much potential to be had in a region like this for statewide conventions, even for regional conventions just because of our location, just because of the easy accessibility that throughout the state and throughout the surrounding states would have to this particular spot. There's all kinds of cool potential. Right. So, We're also working on, you know, uh, just in regional or parish-wide, as we have a lot of historic churches. We are a historic yeah. city. Yeah. And so we've also, we're working on a, a record or publications that will uh, sort of create a, a sacred uh, trail yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And so this this is doesn't just include historic cemeteries and churches. It would include things like uh, tours, like going back to the Creole Heritage Folk mm. Life Museum, mm. and also going back to the stories around the orphan train, how it sprung mm. out of um, a Catholic charity's uh, orphanage. Right. Right. So these would be, and then of course there are events, the Holy Ghost Festival in November, and Saint Landry Cemetery tours that occur in October. So this would also be part of this sacred or sacred site spiritual trail. Yeah, and yeah, that's phenomenal. Well, guys, thank you all so much again for joining us for another episode of Perfectly Seasoned, the podcast for the city of Opelousas. If you're looking for more information, you can find us on Facebook and go to look for Historic Opelousas, or you can go to cityofopelousas.com, anywhere that you have internet access. Mel, thank you so much again thank for joining us. Tracy, good to see you again. Thanks so much. And thank you, listeners. Um, we'll see you guys next time.